Chapter Two of Captain's Story. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Captain's Story by William S. Martin. Chapter Two. I knew by the smoke that so gracefully curled above the green elms that a cottage was near, and I said, if there's peace to be found in the world, a heart that was humble might hope for it here. It was noon, and on flowers that languished around, in silence reposed the voluptuous bee. Every leaf was at rest, and I heard not a sound, but the woodpecker tapping the hollow beech tree. Moore Night had already closed in when they reached the village, and the moon was just appearing over the tops of the mountains. Here they were met by the pastor's wife. She had already heard of the stranger's arrival from the two children, who had run home before. Pray do not be alarmed at the sight of a strange and unexpected guest, said the old man to her. I hope my arrival will not inconvenience you at all. Not in the least, sir, replied she. You are very welcome to such accommodation as we can offer. Upon this they entered the house, and were soon comfortably seated in the parlor, while the children who had heard that the stranger was a great traveller, listened very attentively, hoping that he would begin talking of his long voyages and perhaps tell them some interesting stories of his adventures. This evening, however, they were doomed to be disappointed, for though the captain could have easily satisfied their curiosity and amused them for a long time, with an account of some of the dangers he had passed through and the many foreign countries he had visited, he seemed just then to be more inclined to seek information on different points than to talk about himself and his own doings. He began by asking the pastor a great many questions about different places in the neighborhood, and the people several of whose names he knew, who used to live there, and seemed very much interested in all he heard. He then inquired whether there were still living any descendants of the former pastor, a Mr. Buchanan. So far as I know, there are none, replied the pastor. Indeed, I understand he had only one son, a regular scapegrace who left home a long time ago, and has never been heard of since. It must be nearly forty years since Pastor Buchanan lived here, he added. Perhaps you remember him? Indeed I do, said the captain. I remember him well, for he was my father, and I am no other than the only son you spoke of. Is it possible? cried the worthy man. A little disconcerted? Are you indeed that very young man of whose willful character I have heard so many speak? 
forgive me my friend for having spoken of you as a scapegrace how could i imagine that you who as a boy were so wild and disobedient would have become a quiet and pious man as you seem to me to be yes thank god said the captain in a voice trembling with emotion he has at length after many hard trials and severe chastements shown me the error of my ways and guided my feet into the way of peace but pray excuse my speaking more on the subject just now i could scarcely relate all the details of my long story to-night and fatigued as i am it would be too much for me indeed as it is the idea of passing the night under your roof almost overcomes me for this is the very house that i was born in and here too my parents both died notwithstanding his anxiety to hear a full account of the extraordinary events in the life of his guest the worthy pastor considerably forbore to touch on the subject again during the evening as to the children they did not cease to pay the greatest attention hoping to hear at least something interesting but in vain the captain sat buried in thought and during the short time before supper scarcely spoke a word directly after supper the pastor read a chapter from the bible and made a short evening prayer and then the children had to go to bed this seemed to them a greater hardship to-night than it had ever done before and they could not help thinking as they went upstairs that perhaps the captain might relate his adventures after they had gone and so they should miss hearing them they kept all these thoughts to themselves however for they were good obedient children and went to bed without murmuring after they had left the room the captain still refrained from speaking on the subject of his travels only telling the pastor of his intention of spending the rest of his life in his native village if he could find a suitable house either to rent or buy his host heard this resolution with pleasure and told him that there was a neat comfortable cottage close by his own parsonage which was for sale it had belonged to a forester who had died about six months ago and would he thought be very likely to suit him they continued talking on various subjects for some little time till the pastor's wife reminded them that it was past ten o'clock upon this they went up to bed but for nearly an hour afterwards the pastor heard his guest who slept in an adjoining room walking up and down and occasionally praying in a loud voice after a time however all was silent and peaceful sleep closed the labors of the day the next morning the two children were the first downstairs they had always been accustomed to get up early and little willie when only four years old once said to his father isn't it a shame papa to let the sun get up before we do 
he must be more tired than we are for he has such a long way to go every day their father usually employed the first part of the morning in taking them both out for a walk either up the mountains or in the fields or perhaps into the forest where they would gather ferns or flowers and get him to tell them their names but to-day they seemed so anxious to hear the captain's adventures that they did not like to go out far for fear they might miss some opportunity of hearing his story and they could scarcely contain their joy when their mother told them that he was not going to leave don bock that was the name of the village but was going to live at the forester's house in a retired country village like Dornbach, where everything went on from one week's end to another in the same quiet manner, it was rarely indeed that anything occurred to furnish the villagers with a new topic of conversation, and every traveller who stopped at the roadside inn, if it were only to bait his horse, created quite a sensation. If the stranger should happen to get into conversation with anyone, for the next three days at least everyone in the place would be talking about him. This was specially the case now, when the report was spread that the captain of a ship had arrived at the parsonage, not for a passing visit, but with the intention of settling in the neighborhood and when it was further reported that this old captain was no other than the much-talked-of son of the late pastor buchanan well remembered by the older inhabitants of the scapegrace the excitement of the good people of dornbach was immense this was now the subject of everybody's conversation the people all seemed to have forgotten their ordinary occupations everywhere they were seen to be gathered together in groups talking about the news of the day of which however as yet they knew very little oh yes i have seen him said old hannah i saw him yesterday when he first came to the village is he not very rich asked another of course he is says frau margaret how can he be otherwise if he is really the captain of a ship i'm sure he must have a million of money a million of money muttered the old bailiff if he had half as much as that he would never think of shutting himself up in an out-of-the-way village like this if he had twice as much said old father nicholas with an air of irony he would not have it long if he is anything like what he used to be ah uh, i remember him well i was at school with him and if ever there was a spendthrift in the world one who did not even seem to know there was such a word as save believe me he is the man in short everyone had something to say on the subject in spite of the fact that no one knew anything about it and after a great deal had been said 
they came to the conclusion that there was nothing for it but to wait and see what would happen while all this was going on in the village the captain had sent down to the inn at arbroch where he had left his luggage and ordered it to be sent to dornbach to his new house which the bailiff had put into good repair for him he had also borrowed some necessary furniture from his good friend the pastor until he could get some of his own from the neighboring town when the cart arrived with his boxes and portmanteaus in it the curiosity of the villagers received a fresh impetus what can he have in that strong-looking box said one if it were money two men could never carry it and look what a number of packages besides i can't think what a single man would want with so much luggage how do you know he is single answered another he may for all we know have a wife and family who will come down here when the house is ready for them well well perhaps that is it said a third who stood opposite we must wait and see willie and his sister mary were quite as curious as anyone else and kept asking their papa what all those boxes contain i really do not know was his answer perhaps when he has unpacked them he will show you some day if you are good children the captain soon set to work unpacking but for more than a week he did not ask any of his friends to go and look at his treasures even the old servant whom he engaged was not allowed to go into the room where most of his boxes were so that for a time everyone's curiosity remained unsatisfied as it was only a few steps through his garden which joined that of the pastor to the parsonage he had made arrangements with the pastor's wife to dine with them regularly so that he might not be troubled with the duties of housekeeping end of chapter two recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c